Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. Julie, I know we get lots of questions at Grit and Grace about dating forever and it seems like your boyfriend isn't proposing so we're going to pull a classic and kind of address that today but before we do let's talk about starting a dating relationship at least the online version (laughs) that is a whole funny weird adventure in itself one that you have to be prepared for the highs and lows on the roller coaster of the online dating world so here are some questions you may or likely may not want to ask (laughs) as you're chatting your way through the dating apps and yet someone did (laughs) if you had a superpower what would it be i have no idea what that tells about a person i mean Maybe they're arrogant and they think their superpower is great, or maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) How about this one? What would the title of your autobiography be? Interesting. I See, the problem with these questions so far is I wouldn't have an answer. So then I'd be like, oh, no, if I don't have an answer, then uh, is it fair to ask these questions? I mean, I think I could handle this one. What are your thoughts on pineapple pizza? See, that seems doable for about anybody. What are yours? I mean, I've never met a pizza I couldn't eat. It wouldn't be my first choice, but you said pizza, so I'm in. So you're there. Absolutely. All right. This one is kind of weird to me because I don't know what this says about a person. Mm -hmm. If you had to spend 10 days wearing the same clothes, what would they be? Yeah, I, I did. It, it just makes me want to ask 15 other questions about why you would want to know the answer to this. But I mean, there are things you could learn, I guess. Or... Lastly, what would the song be in the background of a fight scene for you? Oh, so what? It would be really dramatic. It would be melodramatic. It would be sad. I don't know. I mean, okay, so far we're putting, we're eating pineapple pizza, putting music beds behind our argument and deciding what superpower we're going to be. I don't think that's the best criteria for somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with. You just might end up with a never fiance or forever fiance if these are your only questions that you're asking in the dating world. But back to the real topic. So we know it's the time of year where a lot of women have made it through the holidays without an engagement, without the proposal, and now they're like, well, maybe come Valentine's Day, the time will come and maybe it doesn't come again. So now you're faced with a question. Do I keep waiting around for this guy, or is it time for me to end this relationship and look for something more? Well, and there's no better source of trying to find answers than our very own Dr. Zoe Shaw. And she addressed this in an episode previously, and her content was so good that we thought we needed to bring it back out. So we asked Dr. Zoe what to do if your boyfriend hasn't proposed or you're engaged and he just doesn't ever seem to want to talk about the actual wedding. So tune in. Let's hear from our friend, Dr. Zoe Shaw. 
Now, one of the things we like to do is keep a close eye on what is being searched on our site, gritandgracelife.com. And we have noticed time after time and question after question that gets asked on our free advice column is what do I do when my man is not proposing or worse, he's proposed and we're not getting married? It's true, Julie. And that's been going on for at least three years or more that this same question's getting asked over and over and over again. And because we know that a large part of our audience is dealing with on some level this issue, or they have friends who are asking this question. So to address this important topic, we're bringing in one of our own. Joining us on the show today is licensed psychotherapist, relationship expert, and life coach, Dr. Zoe Shaw. Now, if you've been around Grit and Grace for any length of time, you probably already know Dr. Zoe. She's been a writer on our site for a while, so much so that we actually created a whole feature for her called the Ask Dr. Zoe column, where you can anonymously, if you wish, ask any question you might have for your Grit and Grace life. She's also joined us on several previous episodes of This Grit and Grace Life and has her own podcast as well well. She is the perfect expert to unpack this hard situation with us today. In episode 123, Deborah Fileta shared seasons of healthy relationships and how to have them. Today, though, we thought we would do something a little bit different because we're finding there are a lot of women that aren't sure if they're in healthy relationships or not. They may be struggling with dating a long time or feel like they could be a forever fiance. So, you know, for that reason, we brought in our friend, Dr. Zoe. So welcome, Zoe. Thank you. I feel like a member of the family. You are a member of the family, <laughs> for sure. A member of the family we've never actually met in person. Oh, right. it's really sad. Crazy? It doesn't feel true to me. It doesn't me either. <laughs> nope, not at all. So thanks for coming back to talk with us on something that we really know is affecting a lot of women. And kind of like Dar even said, they may not even realize they're being affected by this phenomenon. So we are here to clear the air and hopefully help some women really evaluate their relationship. Yeah, no, you made a really great point, Julie, because there's so many women that aren't really aware that they're not okay with this their situation because they've convinced themselves that they're okay with something they're not okay with. And it just hurts my heart to see women in this position where they almost feel a little crazy. They feel like I'm going crazy. What's wrong with me? Why am I not okay? And so I'm just so glad we're unpacking this today. So Zoe, if there is a listener out there who has been dating someone for a long period of time and they like each other, they're, they're getting along, they like hanging together, all of that, but there's something that's nagging at her saying, I want a little bit more. What should she step back and look at to say, why do I, and what am I looking for? That's a great question. You know, I think it's worse to get girlfriend zoned than to be friend zoned because you can, it's kind of lulls you into a false sense of security. So if you're dating a guy and I, I'm going to give you like six tips, these are signs that he is not really interested in moving forward, making a, a commitment or making you his wife. The first is if he has no interest in your future plans. So a guy who's really into you who wants, who's thinking towards marriage, he wants to know all about you. He wants to know what your future plans are, what your goals and dreams and desires are. That's a man who's interested in you long-term, not you for the present. 
The next big one is that he doesn't want to put a title on it. Now that's so big these days, like not, let's not put a title on it. Let's just enjoy and be in the present and not rush. That's a sign he has no interest in the future. Boy, that's amazing to me, Zoe, because, you know, this generation puts words and titles on everything they do. Right. And they're willing to not do it for their relationship status. So if they're not, that's a problem. That's funny. You guys can't see it, this, but Darlene was literally shaking her head and rolling your eyes as you were saying that one. That's true. how passionate she is about that it scenario. It's true. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's the new thing and it's just another way to not commit. So yeah, number three is him saying, you know, let's not rush it. I'm happy with the way things are. Same thing. He's not interested in you long term. And if he's a guy who talks about marriage in a very negative way, that he has a very bleak view of marriage, or sometimes guys will tell you, I'm not interested in marriage. You got to believe them when they say it. They're not interested. I know something you taught me early on as I got to know you is you always say, men often tell us who they are. We just don't want to believe them. And I feel like that's (laughs) something we need to keep in mind as we are talking through this whole conversation. It's so very true. And I think it's going to, like you said, apply to a lot of things. The other is if he has a lot of single friends, if he's not even walking or running with guys who are in a place of marriage and settling down, it's just a lot less likely that he's going to be as well. Makes sense. And then the big kicker is if he doesn't want to introduce you to his family, a guy who's serious about a woman wants her to meet or really his family to meet you. And if he's not there yet, he's not there yet. So if he hasn't taken you on a hometown date, he's not thinking long-term. Nope, (laughs) he's not. So those are six signs. So if you're not just in a dating relationship, but you have now said, or he has said, will you marry me? And sometimes finally he said, will you marry me? And you said, yes. And you become a fiance. Often it seems like there is this forever fiance thing that goes on. How do you know if you're in that place in life? Yeah. So, you know, guys are smart and they know sometimes what they need to do to keep you around. And if they know you really want to be engaged and they feel like maybe they're losing you, then that's a next step for him to kind of keep you there. If you know, you're in the sprint forever fiance deal. So what I really want women to understand, first of all, is that if a guy wants you, if he is into you, he will drive the relationship. If you are driving the relationship, it's a problem. Okay, so for the sake of the rest of the conversation, let's kind of move into this. You've been dating, you're now engaged, and you're maybe trying to figure out if this is a long-term forever fiance going to just be engaged forever scenario. What are some signs? What is he doing or not doing that might indicate his goal is or isn't to actually make you his wife? Right, exactly. So, you know, Guys can actually get engaged with the intention of getting married and they change their minds. That happens. And then also they could get engaged without the intention of getting married at all. And so some of the signs that you're in that place where you've gotten engaged and now things have stalled, it's been months, it's been years, and you haven't been able to set a date. A sign that he's not really going to do that or he's not moving toward it is if he's avoiding commitment talks. So when you guys want to talk about the date, he gets angry he gets defensive, or he avoids it. The other is that he isn't planning for the future anymore. 
So now he's not really talking about, oh, okay, when we get married, this is going to happen, or, or what are your thoughts about that? A really dangerous one is when he starts blaming you. So when he says there's a deficit in you that's giving him pause, or if you change this, then he'll feel ready. That's a really dangerous one that women can get caught up in. Another one is if he says, I need more time, because really that statement is saying that what he really feels is he doesn't want to be with you anymore, but he's not willing to tell you or not really willing to, to tell you why. Um, if he stops referring to you as his fiance, that's an issue. So those are some of the signs um, that it's not moving in the direction that you want it to move in, that he's probably feeling better just keeping it as it is, that for some reason he's not ready to make that next step. And if you feel needy, if you feel desperate and pathetic, then it's a sign that you're driving this relationship. It's not okay. You're not crazy but you have to be able to look at it for what it is and be honest with yourself that he's not in a place where he's ready to marry you right now. It sounds like Zoe, it's as much about how you talk to yourself, what you're saying to yourself, not just what he's saying to you, but what are you willing to hear and listen and repeat? Would that be true? Absolutely. Because when we get into these situations, number one, it's so painful. And so our brain deals with pain sometimes by denial. And one of the biggest things we do as women in relationships is that our self-talk becomes romanticizing. So we romanticize a relationship. We have these expectations and these desires, and we tell ourselves that it's happening. And so what we do is we convince ourselves through our self-talk, kind of two things. We convince ourselves that some of his behavior is actually commitment-based when it isn't. So I'll have so many women who come into my practice and they know deep down that this guy is not into them. They know deep down that he's not really committing. And then he'll do something like ask her to go on a vacation with him. And she'll get so excited. And she'll be like, see, he's planning for our future. He wants to go on a vacation with me. And, oh, he called me, you know, right after the next day. You know, just little things that are so very little that do not indicate that this man is in deep in you for the long term. And so what we have to do is we have to be in a place where we're ready to get super clear, not about his potential, not about who we want him to be, but we've got to be clear about what's actually going on in the relationship and who he is today. You know, there's a saying that men marry women expecting them not to change, mm -hmm. and they do. And women marry men expecting them to change, and they don't. And men actually are much better at seeing us for who we are and dealing with it. <laughs> we women we want to see men as who we want them to be. And so that's why we sometimes have so much drama is because we're romanticizing it. So an, another little um, clue that we are romanticizing or we need to get our self-talk in check is if we change our values after we've gotten into the relationship. So you have a woman who says to herself before she's in a relationship, you know, I want to be married. I want to have a family eventually. 
And then she gets into a relationship and she's with this guy and she starts to change her value. She starts to question, well, you know, maybe marriage isn't that important or maybe we shouldn't rush it. That's you changing your self-talk and really being in denial. Let me ask you this, Zoe, because I've seen women in this place. Is there a practical thing they can do? Because often they do see the one moment they appear to be treasured by this man. And they say, yes, you really love me. And then for the next three days, it's not there. And then the fourth day, it's there again. How do they remove themselves? Is there a is there a way to make a list to say four to one to say, is there something practical that can help them remove the emotion and see it from the real lens that they should be looking at this relationship? That's a great question. You know, it's funny because as you said that you just described in uh, behavioral therapy, the strongest way to uh, reinforce a behavior is to have something called intermittent reinforcement which is where you give a little bit, right? And then you kind of take it away and people are constantly waiting and they, they stay present and you're reinforcing a behavior by giving the tiniest bit intermittently. <laughs> and people don't do it purposefully, but it does happen in relationships. So your question is, how can a woman see it or what can she do if she kind of sees it? What steps can she take or how can she try to emotionally remove herself enough to see the relationship for what it really is? Yeah. So I always talk about the fact that women need to have a list to begin with. But if you don't have a list, then you're a little bit in the dark when you're sitting in a relationship because all of your emotions are deep in this. And what you have to do is if you recognize anything that I've said about maybe the thoughts that you used to have that have changed, then you can start to see that you're not thinking clearly right now because you have such a desire to get what you want. And so what you have to do is you have to really sit down, look at yourself and ask yourself, if it weren't him, you know, if he, if he weren't here right now, what would I want? If we break up, what would I want from another man? And try to be as honest with yourself as you can be. And then what you have to do is be willing to hurt. <laughs> be willing to, to recognize that this process is painful being honest with yourself. And that you've got to be able to talk to yourself about what it is that you want. You need to understand why what you want is valuable and why it's okay you may need to get into therapy to have someone help support that for you, but it's really about being willing to get honest with yourself. I think kind of something that you just slipped right in there is so important in that we get into relationships without really fully self-evaluating first who we are. <laughs> like you okay. cannot be in a healthy relationship if you're not healthy with yourself first. So mm -hmm. that's really step one. But then that whole idea of having a clear picture of the kind of person you ultimately want to be with without anybody's name or face already attached to that, because we do, I, I've done it. I know what it's like to already be, you know, emotionally entwined with somebody, even on a small level, and then be willing to compromise what I would have said, you know, three months before when he wasn't in the picture, 
I wanted. And when we begin to do that, it's such a slippery slope. So I'm guessing there's somebody listening who's recognizing that she's already done this and is starting to feel a little bit of panic. So, um, can you just real quick kind of help calm her down of, you know, what can she do? Maybe she's recognizing that she's made some sacrifices. She's settled in some ways and maybe she's dating or engaged to somebody that she probably, if she had been more honest on the front end, isn't what she's ultimately looking for. What can you say to her? You know, what happens when we get into this place of feeling desperate, of of feeling scared, is that our self-talk drives it. And so for a woman who's in that place of feeling panicky and scared and desperate, and then also now she's feeling bad about herself and she's feeling like, how could I have, you know, gotten this place, gotten to this place? What I'd like for her to do is start to track her self-talk. She's probably also decided that the problem is that there's a deficit in her. And if she can do something better, if she could be the woman, you know, the perfect woman that he wanted, then she could make him finally commit to her. So what I'd like her to do is track her self-talk, start to pay attention to everything that she's saying when she's feeling weird because he didn't text her or she's, she's having that kind of desperate feeling and to make a list. This is really hard because we don't want to pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves. And sometimes what we say to ourselves is really bad. And if she could track it for a couple of days, just write it all down, all the yucky stuff, and then start to refute it. So she's going to look at every single one of those things that she says to herself and think, what would my best friend tell me about this? What would my mom say? What would would I say to my best friend if she was were telling me these things about herself? And I want her to write down the opposite. Write down what's true about her situation and start to recognize that her self-talk is driving a lot of, of, of this because it's not true that you know, he's the last one. It's not true that she's put so much time and energy into this relationship that she doesn't want to throw it all away now because, you know, it's going to ruin her life. All of these things that she's telling herself that are convincing her to stay in this place are lies. And that's what she's got to start looking at. So Dr. Zoe, let's say a woman is dating for a while and does not want to get caught in this trap are there steps that she should take, things she should not do to uh, end up there, to end up being the forever fiancé? Yes, absolutely. And I don't think I mentioned earlier that I think the most dangerous type of man is the quasi-committed man. So there's some guys who are just kind of like, you know, free and dating. There are other guys who really like being in long-term relationships. They're the guys that will have those seven-year girlfriends and then they'll break up and then they're going to have another girlfriend for another seven years or five years. And these women really think that they're going to be his wife. And it's easy to get into that position because of the things that they say, because some guys will say things that lead you to believe that they want to be with you for a long time, but you've got to be able to look at their behavior. So yes, let's go back to that question of what do you not do to make sure you don't get yourself into this situation? So the first thing is you've got to not convince yourself of his little 
steps towards commitment that they mean anything. Do not become wife status. Don't become wifey until you're actually married, even when you're engaged. So you should not move in with somebody ever. I know there's a lot of controversy what? about that. <laughs> no, and I think of- that, that that's that's an interesting one, Dr. Zoe, because in the world today, it's like, well, we need to see if we're compatible. And that is the next step toward a commitment is what a lot of people think and say. Moving in together means we are committed and we're heading toward a long-term relationship. You're saying that that possibly guarantees that there isn't a long-term relationship. Is that correct? Absolutely. Well, first of all, just if we go based on research only, research shows that people who do move in together before they get married, their divorce rates are higher. So already you're setting yourself up for failure long-term, number one. And then number two, getting moving in can feel like he's really committing to you. It puts you back into that romanticizing place and you can get sucked into that. It takes a lot of time to move in. It takes a lot of time to get settled. Months go by years go by before you figure out that he never really intended to marry you, that this is good for him because he's got the wife without the title. So just blanket, don't do it. No matter how enticing it is, don't move in. Um, The other thing you should not do is pressure him. Do not pressure a man to marry you. Once again, a man should be driving the relationship because if he wants to marry you, he will be the one that's asking you. He will be the one that is moving it towards that. So if you're in a place where you're driving the relationship, you're going to be driving the relationship to forever friend or forever uh, fiance. The other thing that a woman should not do is, I mean, it goes back to wife status. You don't follow him all over the country. You don't um, invest your life with him as if you two are a unit. You don't make investments together. You don't start businesses together. You just don't do those types of things that a wife would do with a man. Dr. Zoe, let me throw the other side of that. What mm-hmm. if he surrenders his life and joins you? There are a lot of career women out there. And so a man's willing to say, you know what, I, I can work from home or I can do this or I can do that so you can pursue your career. I think that's equally as dangerous. Is that true? It's really all the same thing. I mean, it's you allowing him to move you into that wife status. It's the same thing. Yes. And, and of course, I think it goes without saying, but this still happens all the time in this day and age. Don't get pregnant. Hmm. Women will do it. I had a woman in my practice just last week and her relationship is in this place where she's feeling really insecure. And she confessed to me, she's like, I want to get pregnant. I feel like it's going to keep him. She knows it, it, it won't work, but this is a desire that in some ways, I mean, we women have a desire to have a family. It's, it's born. It's, it's part of us. And sometimes women get into this state that maybe that will work. It won't work. I promise you it may delay the ending of the relationship, but then you've just created a lot more pain. Okay, so let's get nitty gritty. Let's get practical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is 
you know, what's, let's put some time frames on here. And of course, no two relationships are the same and there's not a perfect formula for how long you should be together before you're really seeing that you're moving in that direction. But at what point do you think, okay, this is probably the scenario of the relationships not going to move forward. And at that point, do you recommend she brings an ultimatum? I know you have an episode on your podcast about strong women making ultimatums. Is this mm-hmm. one of those times? And what would that look like? Yeah, a hundred percent. So first let's just talk about when it's okay to wait, because we're talking about grown people <laughs> uh, in places <laughs> where they're ready to, you know, start a life. So I would say there are three times when it's okay first not to wait or it's okay to wait. And the first is if you guys are really young, if you're in school, if there are things that you have to accomplish to really set up your life, then that's a time when you should just be dating. Nobody should really necessarily be thinking about or feeling like anybody needs to be pressured to get married. The second is if you're not sure. Now, listen, if you're not sure, you take all the time in the world that you need. Mm. Do not try to start moving into something if you're not 100% sure. And then the other, and this is going to answer your question, Julie, if it's been less than a year. So two people who are dating, seeing each other face-to-face regularly will know within usually six months, if this is somebody who's marriage material or not, is this somebody I'm interested in moving forward with or not? That's a reality. People feel like, whoa, but it's true. If you're with somebody for six months or longer, it's about that time when you really start to get a sense of who they are. So between six months and a year, you don't need to date somebody for longer than a year if your intention is to get married. So that's the time frame that I'm talking about. Within a year, you should know. Now, I'm not saying you need to get married within a year, but you should know within a year. All right. You've talked briefly about both applying pressure and giving an ultimatum. What can you define those? How are they different? Can you tell us that, Dr. Zoe? Yes. So pressure is nagging. (laughs) Pressure is, I want this. Why aren't you doing this? I'm upset that we're not here. Pressure is kind of constant um, reminding him and telling him what you want. Uh, Pressure can also be um, threats, false threats, Mm -hmm. right? So an ultimatum is what a strong woman does. An ultimatum is clear. This is my desire and goal for my life, this is where I'm headed. You can come or you can't, but this is what I'm doing. That is an ultimatum. So when you get to that point where it's been over a year, maybe you've had the engagement already, it's been another year, and you know that you are not okay with where you are in the relationship, that's the time where you come to him clearly, and it's fine to give him a time frame. It's t- fine to say, listen, My goal for my life is for us to be married within six months or a year or whatever the date is that you want to set. If that's not where you're moving, I understand that, but I'm going to have to move on. That's clear. It's not pressure. It's letting him know where you are and giving him the opportunity to come or not. Well, then I think it goes back to what you said earlier on. If a guy wants you, he will drive the relationship. And so I think I want to have you like just clarify. So maybe you do have to have this conversation with your man. It's been, you know, you've been together a year and a half. You're not engaged. You have this conversation and say, hey, this is where I want to be. I want to see us engaged. 
you know, and, and married within the next year. And, and then it's up to him to follow through on that. But we've got to be willing to then walk away if that timeline doesn't happen. Is, is that a kind of a good summary of what you're saying here? That is exactly what I'm saying. And there is a diff. So here's the thing we have to realize as women is that we teach people how to treat us. And so there can be a guy who is marriage material, who will commit. But if you're not really respecting yourself enough to demand that, he might not really do it, if that makes sense. But if he is a guy who loves you, who respects you, who honors you, and you make it clear that you're not going to do this anymore, then he will step up to the plate and he will do everything that he needs to do. Dr. Zoe, um, what if you find yourself in that place and he says, I'm committed to you. Marriage is not important. Marriage doesn't really matter because I'm here. I'm committed. We have a strong relationship. And a woman has to be able to define why marriage matters to her. Why is it different than where she is at that point in time and where they are in their relationship? Because a lot of men will say, but I'm committed. Isn't that enough? Well, it's not. But why is it not? That's a great question. And I think that every woman needs to define this for herself. I think the first thing she needs to do is go back to her thinking before she met the guy. But every woman needs to define this for herself. And I can tell you why I believe and why I can see in all the relationships that I have been a part of in my 20-year career, why it's important, why marriage is important. And the reason why is because you can say, yes, I'm committed. But honestly, that means nothing. Because unless you're taking those steps to demonstrate the commitment, there is an energy, there is something sacred about actually following through on marrying somebody that creates a seal and a bond that is stronger than just saying, hey, yeah, I'm committed to you. Let's move in and play family. And so if a guy says that to you, the reason why he's saying it is because he doesn't want to be fully committed. He wants to be quasi committed, which means that he can get out of it easily when he wants to. These are some hard truths. Can I just acknowledge yeah. that for people who are listening and feeling maybe like uneasy or, you know, a little freaked out? We get it. These are super hard things, but because we want to be a community of strong women and those who want to be, we have to talk about hard things. And if you're sitting in this place and you're starting to feel some shame and you're starting to talk to yourself negatively, like we've talked about on this episode already, um, just stop. <laughs> you need some grace for yourself in this moment. And you also need to know that this doesn't have to be the end for you. So maybe you're in an unhealthy you know, forever fiance or potentially, you know, dead end relationship. It's okay that you're there. It's, it's what happens next that really matters. So help us, Dr. Zoe, if someone's listened to this show and recognized, okay, I've got myself in a position like we've described here, what's next for her? Yeah, it's more than okay that you're here because I truly believe that everything difficult that we go through is only going to make us stronger and help us for the future. So first, I know there are women out there too that are saying, well, what if I don't believe in marriage? And you know what? If you truly don't, that's fine. There is no reason that you need to get married. 
But if you are a woman who wants to get married, who desires to get married, that is healthy and that is fine as well. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. There's no deficit in you because you want that. And if you're in a place now where you recognize that you have accepted less than you deserve, that you are feeling in that desperate, scared place in your relationship, you're not alone. What I can tell you is this day and age is so very, very hard for women with the the internet dating has completely changed the face of relationships in this world. Mm -hmm. And it is a reality and it makes it harder and it makes it harder for women to be able to stay strong because there's so much competition because men can quickly swipe and have, it really drives the sense in men that there's always something better. It has made the, you know, the necessity for men to commit really plummet. And so it is a reality. I'm, I'm not in any way minimizing the situation that women are in right now. But what is also a reality is that you can have a healthy, happy relationship in marriage with a man who wants you. And when you see that, you will be blown away because there's so many women who get in situationships, who are sitting in relationships and they're driving it and they don't really even know what it's like for a man to pursue them, to really pursue. And when they see it, they'll go, oh my gosh, it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this painful. And so I, I just want to give you that seed of hope to know that you can be there if you wait and if you stay strong. And there's no shame in where you are now. We all get there. I've been there. We've been there. And it's okay. But it does mean that now that your eyes have been opened, that you need to do something different. You are more valuable than what you are settling for. And so it comes down to you being willing to look at it. And even if it's baby steps, even if you just have to start with your self-talk, maybe not change anything in the relationship today, but start with how you're talking to yourself, lift yourself up, take, create those affirmations. And, and maybe even get a partner, an accountability partner, where you can be honest with them about your desires and goals, who can help you look at your relationships from a little bit of a more logical point of view. Dr. Zoe, we recognize that women have found themselves in this place. And mm -hmm. if, if, there's anything, if there's anything we want them to take away from this, it is that we believe in them that mm -hmm. we think that they can move on. But I also know there's a lot of terror. There's fear. There's an investment. It could be a two-year investment. It could be a three. It could be four. You've put a lot of life into your re this relationship, but you're finally realizing that it's probably not going anywhere, and you're afraid of losing him. You're afraid of being alone. What do you do to overcome, to just start overcoming those fears because you want a different future? What steps do you start taking if you find yourself here? Mm -hmm. Some of it is acting as if. So if you're afraid of being alone, then part of what you need to do is practice being alone. And I'm not saying you need to end the relationship. I've worked with women and sometimes it will take them a year to finally end the relationship. But what you have to do is start shifting your mindset, start shifting your mindset towards a place of how can I learn to be okay being alone? Because if you cannot, 
then what you will do, even if you end this relationship, is you will likely get yourself in a very similar relationship. And so instead of even at this point, focusing on the relationship that you want, it's more important to focus on being okay, being alone. And when I say that word, it doesn't mean you'll be alone forever. It means that this is a time that you need to start working on loving yourself, understanding yourself, and not engaging with other people because you don't want to be alone. So little things, journaling, going out by yourself, changing your mindset where you're thinking, I am a single woman. What am I doing for myself that's going to be helping myself and caring for myself in this single place? And if you just start shifting your mindset to that, then it will help as you build strength to end whatever, either the situation or as you build strength to create an ultimatum in the, in the relationship that you're in. Okay. I hear you that a lot of this goes back to self-talk and, you know, kind of reevaluating who you are and what you want. But I think we also need a little bit of a action plan of if you've come to this place where you recognize you want more for yourself in this relationship and you need to take some steps, what could that potentially look like for you? And, and let's go ahead and take it all the way to, even if it's complicated and you live together or you have a child together, what are some real practical things she can be doing if this is the case? Right. So from the basic, if you feel like you want more from this relationship, if you recognize all of these things that we've been talking about, then that's when you need to go straight to him. And like I said, you need to let him know, you need to give him a time frame and a plan, and then you need to start working on executing that. So when you have given him that time frame, you are not going to remind him. You are not going to nag him. You are not going to pressure him. You're going to start moving forward. And so if things are complicated, if you are living together, if you are sharing things like even cars and bank accounts and things like that, this is the time where you start to get yourself untangled. And so little by little, you need to do things like separate accounts. You need to maybe even consult an attorney. And there are plenty of attorneys who work now with people who aren't married and who are in this place of separating because it's the reality. And so you may need to consult an attorney to help figure out what you need to do to separate assets and things like that. And then you need to start a plan for yourself about emotional separation. And so, like I said, you're going to need to get into therapy. You're going to need to start focusing on what it means to live a life by yourself. I want you to, to, you know, create a budget, find another place, set a date for yourself, which is probably a similar date that you've already set for him and really take those steps to separate from him, both emotionally and physically. I'm going to throw this one in just from mm -hmm. life experience view, not educated like you, Dr. <laughs> Zoe, but mm -hmm. one thing that I realize or I have seen happen is when you start showing you're serious about this, mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. just, I'm going to move out. I'm going to, this is not working. I'm going to, when you start doing practical things like separating your checking account you might have a man who goes, I really don't want to lose this woman. I really want this relationship. And she's serious. All of a sudden, I realize that she has decided what she wants in life and is taking no less than that. Do you find that to be true? Well, whenever you change any part of the system, 
the other part of the system is going to strive for equilibrium. So it's going to try to pull you back. So yes, when you change your energy from a place of desperation to a place of empowerment, then he will notice, even if you say nothing else, he will see that your energy is changing, that the way that you're talking is changing. And so he will notice it and he will react. So there are different ways that he might react. He might react in a place of, oh, I'm losing her. Let me do what I can to bring her back in. Let me reassure her. Maybe let's set a date. I mean, you, you know, he might do those things. He might also get angry and distance as well. But it's very likely that you will see a difference in him. And like I said, some guys are not bad guys. And so when he recognizes that, he may then do the thing that you want him to do. And then you've got to really evaluate, is this the marriage that I want? Is this a guy? Is he really marriage material? It feels like women talk a lot about wanting to get married or feel like they would like to, but they're in a relationship that doesn't seem like it's going there. Is marriage the ultimate goal, Dr. Zoe, or is it, is there something more they're looking for that it's not just the wedding day, is it something else? So something I really feel that it's important for women to understand is that the end goal is not a wedding. And so we can be so invested in pressuring and, and pleading and trying to get him to this place of a wedding without recognizing that the end goal is a happy, healthy marriage to someone who shares our values and someone who is as invested in us as we are in him. And so we've got to be more focused on us evaluating, is this the man that I want to marry? Us evaluating all of his character issues, all everything about him rather than us being in a place where we're trying to hope that he'll marry us. Mm -hmm. Because if we get him to that wedding date, that is just a one day in a lifetime, that does not create the healthy, happy marriage that we want. Dr. Zoe, you have definitely given us so much to think about, which is one of the reasons I love when you come on the show and I love reading your articles on our site and listening to your show as well. And so I, I guess I just want to say to the friend who's maybe feeling a little overwhelmed that it's okay to be feeling overwhelmed, that this is actually putting you in a place of empowerment, that now you've been given some information that you can now take some time and evaluate and think through and process and, you know, get honest with yourself and get honest maybe with a trusted friend, with a therapist and then honest with your partner so that you can begin to take steps toward, like what you said, Dr. Zoe, an, a help, happy and healthy relationship, not ultimately just the next step in the current relationship that you have. So thank you so much for helping us unpack that. Um, I think what I am hearing most is that self-talk is a big, big part of this. And I know you've recently developed a self-talk course. Am I right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yes. It's um, my self-talk course. It's a mindset reshift. And it really starts uh, for women specifically going all the way back to childhood and understanding how you develop some of your core beliefs, how you developed your self-talk, learning what your self-talk is now, and then learning how to change it. And so there's 13 videos and 13 worksheets to really work you through changing your self-talk because it drives everything about your life. So I hope people will, will check it out. Dr. Zoe, whether it is the Ask Dr. Zoe column or whether it is the articles that we have on Grit and Grace Life website or when you join us on the podcast, I always walk away with so much more wisdom than I had before I listened or 
or read. So I want to thank you for joining us today. It has been an honor to have you back here again. Well, thank you so much. I always love chatting with you ladies. All right, if you're feeling a little bit discouraged or uncertain or don't know how to take the next step, I think this is a Bible verse that can really encourage you. It's from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if you find yourself in this place, you're not alone. Not only do you have the Lord, I'm sure you have friends that can encourage you to. And whatever decision you make, just do it with strength and courage because that's really all you need. I hope that after hearing these words from Dr. Zoe, myself, and Darlene, you have a lot to think about. And we want to encourage you to take that time to process through your thoughts and feelings. You may have had kind of a gut instinct or a prevailing thought as you listened. And we just encourage you, like Dar said, to be courageous, to take that time to be ready for the next step. And if you have more questions or you're looking for more thoughts on this subject, be sure to check the show notes. We'll link to a couple more articles from Dr. Zoe. And of course, you can link directly over to our free advice column where you can submit your own question for more advice from Dr. Zoe herself. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.